Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. One, two, three. It's time for the post-game show with Shope and the Bulldog. All right, welcome in to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. I am your host, the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the evening off. And the Bills with an utter demolition of the Dallas Cowboys this afternoon and early evening at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, rolling the Cowboys 31-10. to If it's possible to say something uh, like it wasn't even that close, the score doesn't indicate how much. I mean, it was just a, just a rocking chair. Uh, for the Bills, especially when they came out in the second half and just completely continued to shut down the Dallas Cowboys. I had Dallas at three yards of offense in the third quarter in this game. Three. Three yards of offense in the third quarter of this game. Just a super impressive job by the Bills on defense against that Dallas offense led by Dak Prescott, who came into the game as the leading MVP candidate. Uh, He exits having taken... A humbling beating, not that he got tossed around or anything in this game, but Dallas simply could not move the football on the Bills. And Buffalo, conversely, ran it right down Dallas's throat right from the very start of this game, and they never really stopped. Big picture-wise, the Bills move up a couple of spots in the AFC playoff race. They are still not in a playoff spot, but they came into the weekend as the last of the six teams that had seven and six records, they come out now as part of a block of four teams in the AFC playoff race that have uh, an eight and six record. Now that group is led by the Bengals at eight and six, who survived the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. The Colts likewise drilled the Steelers yesterday to improve to eight and six. Houston needed overtime today to beat Tennessee. That was a tough outcome for Bills fans leading into this game. Uh, they're at eight and six, and so are the Bills. Here is quarterback Josh Allen meeting with the media. Yeah, I mean, I, I applaud Joe for sticking with it. Um, obviously, our line played fantastic today. Our running backs ran the ball well. Um, James Cook, and I think the most scrimmage yards since 2009, something like that. Um, it's going to get overlooked, but Stefan Diggs, first time I think in Bills history that he's gone over a thousand yards in four consecutive seasons. That's freaking unbelievable. Um, but again, we're getting better as the season goes on. And I, I think that's kind of what we're built for. Games like this and you know, finding ways. And our defense went out there and against a, a fantastic offense and 
did their thing. So it was a complete team win today. What's the vibe on the offensive line have to be to, in order for you guys to run the ball like you did today? Whatever it was today. I, I couldn't tell you what was different, but we, we committed to it. Um, James ran hard. Tay ran hard. Um, Ty ran hard. You know, and when you, when you can stay in front of the sticks like we did today, I don't know how many third downs we had, but I, it couldn't have been that many. Um, I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And, um, you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. Um, but, again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times, man. Like, just keep going. How comfortable were you with this game plan and outcome? You know, I, I wouldn't say that was really our game plan going into it. You know, we just we trusted the, the five, five guys up front. I thought our tight ends blocked really well, too. So six, seven guys up front. Um, and the backs made us right. That's, I think we had 270 yards rushing, something like that. It's unbelievable. You know, we just got to keep finding ways to win. Some days it's going to be like that. Some days it's going to be the opposite. We're going we're gonna to have to throw the ball. Um, so we understand that. We know that. Um, but at the, end of the, at the end of the day, you know, especially in the spot that we're at right now, just win. In addition to the offensive line, Josh, what's been, from where you sit, like the key to unlocking this Cook? Because he's continued to improve. Today he was the best player on the field. Yeah, it's, the key is James Cook. You know, having that mindset, having that mentality, putting his shoulder down, running through tackles, um, in the pass game, making plays. And um, I know he's going to beat himself up over that one at the goal line, but you know, you can't ask much for you know much more from the guy. He's he's been working hard. Um, you know, I think he's got he's t- probably top five in most scrimmage yards in the league right now. Um, and we got to keep relying on him. Oh, I mean that's that's what it feels like. But at the end of the day, again, it, every week is different. Um, and any given Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, uh, things can change. So we got to find a way to play our best ball going forward. And um, you know the confidence that this team has right now, I'd say, is pretty high. But we got to go out each game day and prove it. What was it like, you know, with your old line out there battling with Dallas's defensive line and pretty much Michael Parsons, not a sack, kept you pretty much clean, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, just looking at those guys and, you know, um, having the confidence just to just to run the dang ball, you know, and that's O-line loves running the ball. Don't don't get it twisted. They they can say they want to pass protect and they want to shut. They want to they want to move people off their feet and they want to attack downhill. And that's what we did today. Does this team thrive as a team that has their back against the wall? Um, I mean, I think just based in, on the past, um, I think so. And I think, again, just the, the type of guys that we have in this locker room, the makeup, and I think that's what you know. Bean and, and McDermott have done such a good job in terms of bringing guys in that have that type of chip, have that type of mentality, and when your back's against the wall, um, you're finding a way to, you know, to get out of there. Gosh, this seemed like as physical a game as you guys have played in a while, both sides of the ball. Did you sense that coming in? Did you feel it on the field uh, with the way both offense and defense played? Um, I mean, I, I think just, again, we understand what position we're in right now, and we got we to gotta win games. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter how we get them done, and sometimes a, a team like that, again, they're, they're usually used to playing in a dome. Um, you know, they throw the ball quite a bit. Um, I think teams try to throw on their defense quite a bit, and I don't know if anybody's, you know, attacked the run as much as we did tonight. And again, we just trusted our guys up front and trusted our, our backs to make plays, and uh, they did. Josh, could have talked about Bills Mafia, their chant MVP. You know, they, they heard you loud and clear on Wednesday. Your response? I uh, appreciate it. Um, love Bills Mafia. They were they were huge tonight. 
Um, I'm just trying to win football games. Thank you, guys. There you go. That is Bills quarterback Josh Allen, his postgame meeting with the media here following a 31-10 dismantling of the Dallas Cowboys. I am the Bulldog, and this is the Buffalo Bills postgame show. We'll be waiting on Sean McDermott's uh, postgame news conference meeting with the media here, and when we get to that, it will be brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. We'll be getting to your calls here shortly as well. First, quickly want to buzz through the Skywork stats of the game. Skywork's equipment rental, building America from the ground up. James Cook is the story in this game, really, for both teams. 25 carries for 179 yards and a rushing touchdown, two receptions for 42 yards and a 24-yard receiving touchdown, 221 total yards of offense for James Cook. He is the first Bills player to do that in a single game. Well, hold on, not do that. What is that exactly? It's 221 yards total offense a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. First Bills player to do that since Thurman Thomas in 1991. On the day, is that any good? Josh Allen, 7 of 15 for 94 yards and one touchdown. That's it, and the Bills won easily. Also chipping in on the ground, other than Cook with his 25 for 179, Ty Johnson 9 for 54, Allen just 8 for 24, Uh, He also had a touchdown, so did Latavius Murray, on five carries for 11 yards. Catching the ball, Diggs led the way, four for 48. That's it, only five targets. The Bills only threw the ball 15 times, and again, one easily. Um, On offense for Dallas, Dak Prescott, 21 of 34 for 134, one interception. He was sacked three times. Receiving CeeDee Lamb, 7 for 53. Jake Ferguson, 6 for 44. Tony Pollard led the way on the ground for Dallas, 11 carries for 52 yards. CeeDee Lamb had the lone Dallas touchdown on on an end around there late in the game. All right, let's get to a break. We come back. We'll fire up the phones at 803-0550 and take your calls and get your reaction to this resounding win for the Bills, 31-10 over the Dallas Cowboys. I am the Bulldog. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Give us to Cook. Goes behind Dawkins through a hole. Down to the 10, the 5, and he leaps into the end zone. James Cook with his second touchdown of the game. For his efforts today, James Cook was named the difference maker of today's 31-10 win over the Dallas Cowboys. And that is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Bills resounding victory over the Dallas Cowboys in Orchard Park this afternoon, 31-10, to the final score. We're going to be awaiting Sean McDermott's postgame meeting with the media. We'll fire up our phone calls here and start getting some fan reaction. Just be aware that as we do that, we will have to stop uh, on very short notice to go to McDermott should he interrupt us uh, at some point during this segment, and we anticipate that he will. It's time for us to get our first response from the fans now, which is brought to you by Serve Pro 
of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy. Surpro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Let's fire it up here on the postgame show. Russ is first up. Russ, thanks for calling. You're on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. You can be the biggest critic. I don't think there's anything you can find that didn't work that he can be critical today. This is the most um, – if I would have told anybody, Allen won't throw for 100 yards, Kincaid won't have a catch, Knox won't have a catch, <laughs> your leading receiver will have four catches. You know, you would have told me, Dallas, you're getting blown out by 30. So this is unbelievable. I, I got to give the, the, you know, the, the, the coaching staff so much credit because – you know, you kept on hearing on TV, and I watch a lot of football, and I watch Dallas, but they're, you know, they're, they have a lot of versatile guys, not so big. You, you watch Arizona ran for 250 yards, 225 yards on them earlier in the season, and they beat Dallas. But it's very hard to say how good they're against the run because they're beating teams by 25 points. Right. Games, and, right. the teams, and the teams can't go to the run. So, you know, just so impressive. And I, I, I've said this four weeks ago. I've called the station every week. I think, and not because I've been a Bills fan since Joe Ferguson and Joe Cribbs, but I, I really think they're the best team in the AFC. I think, you know, Brady said something about being mediocre. And the, the AFC, you look who's in the playoffs right now. Joe Flacco, the kid on Cincinnati, you know, Tex, you know, Case, yep. uh, Keenum won a game today. So my point being, if they get in, I don't care if they're on the road. It, it doesn't, you know, Allen, it doesn't make a difference. But this just win was just, it's so impressive. If I, if I would have told you a year ago the Bills are, are going to run the ball for all these yards, you would have said, if I would have told it to you five weeks ago, you would have told me I'm not. So <laughs> it's just it's just the way they were able to win the game. It's unimaginable that you could think of. But now, you know, you have, and, and credit, it's one more thing, credit to defense because, Especially at the end of the second quarter, Dallas gets the ball, and you know they're getting the ball in starting the third, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't give up any points. And then the third comes, and they stop them right away. And then they basically ran out the whole third quarter. They got it down to two and a half minutes left, or yep. two. They basically ran on the drive. So, just an unbelievable. It's just yep. it's pretty crazy, and uh, we we the march is on. Thank you, Russ. Yeah, look, I, I, I absolutely. It, it, not only would would you have um, sort of like laughed at people who wouldn't have believed them. <clears throat> I don't want to say I ignored those people, but people were making that point this week. I heard them on on the the, the show that Chris and Steve Tasker do that precedes our show on our, on, our, on our local flagship affiliate here in Buffalo uh, all week long. Like, you know, they're, they're down this Rankins in the middle of their defensive line. Even if he were there, they give up yards on the ground. The trick is, you know, they don't have to deal with that that much because, like our caller very astutely points out, they're ahead all the time. And they're just blowing people out. And so I, I expected Dallas to move the ball and put points up in this game, which is why my game script for this was, you know, Stefan Diggs is going to need a big day, and I'm going to need superhero Josh Allen because I think you're probably, with an injury depleted defense, going to be in pretty tough holding this team down. And, I mean, they just absolutely throttled them. <laughs> Dallas, if there was a point to be worried, the caller's, I think, exactly on it. Like, end of the half, start of the third quarter, we've all seen this Bills team be a little Jekyll and Hyde one half to the next, and here's a very potent Dallas team, but they came out and could not get points that first possession, and then the Bills just ran it out. I mean, Dallas had three yards of offense in the third quarter. 
They came into the game trailing. If you were worried about a momentum shift or something, I mean, it just never happened. The Bills just never let them up. It was really, really an impressive job uh, all around. But, I mean, really, on defense, uh, it wasn't like they were in Prescott's face all night. It just he couldn't seem to really find open receivers. Just a very well done, layered, like all ends of the defense, the back end, the middle uh, guys, the guys up front um, just really got it done today to the point where the Bills won a game easily where Josh Allen threw the ball 15 times. Appreciate the call, Russ. Bob is up next. Hi, Bob. Thanks for calling. You're on the Bills postgame show. Hey, Bulldog. Thanks for having me. Hope you're doing well, bud. I'm great. Um, Thanks. I hope you're well, too. We talked on Wednesday about whether or not I'd want Bill Belichick as our head coach, and the answer I said was no, and it's still no because we've got Bill Belichick. Sean McDermott is proving that he can handle things defensively. He's showing that his involvement in the defensive schemes is very clearly working. He held a team that scored 40 points in, what, five, six straight weeks to 10 points. Like, this guy – is doing it so moving forward i don't know what they got to do structurally with the organization but he needs to be more involved in the defensive game plan because this is a master class <laughs> okay. two weeks i don't think it would be possible for well i shouldn't say it that, that way with such authority that i know but he's the head coach and he's the defense coordinator he's calling the plays i don't know how much more involved he could be other than going out there and taking a spot for micah hyde uh, and taking some reps at safety and they've got guys to do that so um he, he really did. Today was a, a masterful performance uh, for his defense. Again, injuries, like the, lo- the long-term injuries that we've been dealing with are significant against a team as talented as this Dallas team. Just the guys they were down this week, no Micah Hyde, no Epinesa, uh, could have been a problem. And Dallas just, Dallas just couldn't touch them. This could not touch them all day, and they could not handle the Bills' run game up front whatsoever appreciate the call bob mike is up next hi mike thanks for calling you're on the bills post game show hi bulldog thank you so much uh long time listener uh infrequent caller (laughs) but i try i try i try to call every once in a while um i love your show great show thank you uh oh yeah uh well i wanted to say a couple things like the first thing i wanted to mention is like this is definitely the cook game okay so like when you guys (laughs) <laughs> are talking on your show about whose game this is. This one, I, I don't think we'll forget this one. Um, and, and the second thing, well, uh, you, you know, on top of that is like he's got to stop doing the somersault. Uh, he's he's too valuable. Okay, every time he does one, <laughs> you don't want to. He it, did slip a little. Did you think like he could have could have hurt yeah, his groin getting up there on no, the foot because them. he he lost his footing as he was trying to spring back up. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm in I'm in my 40s, uh, so just watching that hurts. Just like thinking about it, just so I don't know. Like the landing, I'm thinking, oh my god, maybe maybe they don't feel it the next day, but I feel like I would. Um, so so the other thing I want to mention, I know you guys like to play these like draft games and things like that, and those are those are always very entertaining. But I think we need to, you know, when they talk about MVP, um, the idea is in my mind is I'm thinking like fairy, like, you know, NFL fairy godmother comes to any GM and says, Hey, tomorrow we're going to give you the option. You could have, you know, Josh Allen or your quarterback as your quarterback of the team. Who are you going to choose? Boom. And no one will know, but you know, that's the deal. I, who's going to say no to Josh Allen? Like who, what team, what's, <laughs> go through the whole Rolodex. The guy's the MVP, and 
I'm standing by it. So he's he's just he's the guy. He's the man. He is him. So all right, Mike. I, well, I, I I appreciate your methodology there. I I don't know that that's exactly how they would. There's one way to determine value. Um, it's a very short list of teams. There are teams that I'm sure are satisfied and know and really love their quarterback, and they are you know very very productive. Uh, you know, Mahomes is at the front of that list. Uh, but it's not a short. It's it's excuse me. It's not a long. It's not a long list of names. I mean, Miami right now might prefer their guy because they know him and they have him. But I mean, objectively, Allen's way more talented than Tua Tungavaloa is. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's not how you're going to decide the MVP. And with a mind, an eye towards that, um, I don't. I, you know, today certainly hurts Prescott. I don't. You know, Allen did not help himself really at all because it's a very modest day for him in what ends up being a blowout game. So um, I think that's all kind of on pause for now. Um, but we still got a few weeks here, and the Bills are definitely live. The path to the division is still, I think, the now that you got this win especially here, um, you, know, you, know, you know, Miami's got Dallas next week. And then they got to deal with Baltimore before they get to Week 18 in the Bills. The Bills have got the Chargers and the Patriots. You need obviously Miami to lose one more game than you lose before you get to Week 18. Um, I still would say that that looks like the path of least resistance. It's not easy. Um, it is assuming a Miami loss here somewhere, but that takes a lot of tiebreaker troubles uh, out of it. It's not to say like if the Bills weren't to you know to, if they don't get that loss from Miami and still run the table. They'd be in great shape to make it at 11-6 and six as a wild card. Um, it's just looking at the division and hoping you can get there uh, and unseat Miami if they lose one of these games here in the next two weeks to Dallas or Baltimore. Uh, again, thanks for the call. Dan is up next. Hi, Dan. Thank you for calling. You're on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have a, a comment and a question. The comment is I think uh, Torrance and McGovern have been like absolute force multipliers on the offensive line. I mean, they've been excellent on their own, but I think, like, their great play has really proven to, you know, allow Dawkins and Brown and Morse to to have great years as well, and it's definitely evident today. It's almost like the inverse of a game that they had a couple of years ago against Indy, which was, like, you know, super <laughs> rainy game. And yeah. Taylor just went off, and it was the opposite for the Bills today. And my question is, um, is Milano definitely out for the year? Like, I, I don't think I've ever heard whether – he tore his ACL, or if he's like definitively out. I'll hang I, up with something. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that, Dan. Um, I, I, McDermott gave an update on Daquan Jones possibly being back before the year is over. Uh, he was hurt the same day, maybe even on the same play uh, as Milano. I have not heard any of that sort of optimism for Milano. There, there was this curiosity with the was it a bone break? Was there ligament damage? And I had initially heard that there was not thought to be ligament damage, but I have not heard anything encouraging about him coming back. So to me, that's not even. I mean, I understand the curiosity about it. Uh, I don't think it's very likely at all. I think we would have heard something along with Jones, but the the news on Daquan Jones, uh, I do believe. Uh, was encouraging so uh thank you for that dan and um yeah i i i'm glad you mentioned or thought of that indie game it was sort of the the reverse of that um with the bills just dominating this game on the ground and you know rainy conditions and all of that uh so um you know 
Good good memory. Kyle is up next. Hi, Kyle. Thank you for calling. You're on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Yeah, Bulldog. Um, I just wanted to talk about that Dak Prescott hit real quick uh, before I get to James Cook. Um, I kind of wish we would do that more often, and especially to a guy like Mahomes, you know. Wh- wh- uh, which, nothing which, to get which, ejected over, but just pop which him Dak, real quick which to Dak send Pre- a message. Which, and, do you mind me asking which Dak, Dak Prescott hit you're, the, you're referring the, to? The second, the second one when he took off and ran, not the one where uh, we got the um, roughing the passer. Sports and like at, yeah. at, with Zach Martin, the second one where he took off and ran. Um, anyway, uh, whatever yeah. tough love McDermott has shown James Cook over the season has worked because this guy is like a top ten, top top five back in the league, maybe even now. I mean, he should have had three touchdowns tonight and. You know, you, you see McDermott talking to him after he dropped that one, that little, mm-hmm. um, that little out pattern at the goal line, and you see him talking to him. But he, that tough love has worked on James Cook, and this this guy's a stud, man. Well, he certainly has been productive. I, I mean, I, I don't know if the if the if the the use of the phrase, repeated use of the phrase, tough love, is supposed to mean that James Cook is playing well now because McDermott benched him after that Denver fumble. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't make that connection uh, myself. Uh, Cook is, to me, a talented player and always has been a talented player. Uh, I think benching him for that play was somewhat ridiculous, if not flat out, no somewhat needed, just completely ridiculous. Um, he's proven his value. There's no question. Um, but he, he has been a force, really. It's funny. This game started very much like last week's game in Kansas City, and we all know what happened last week in Kansas City. I mean, the Chiefs sort of scratched and clawed their way back in, ended up tying the game, and it became a very tight game in the second half. And Cook really, after a dominant quarter and a half to start the game in KC last week, really kind of went away. Uh, the rotation led them to other guys. Um, here tonight, it just never really stopped. I mean, he, he, of course, got his time off. Latavius Murray got some touches, and Ty Johnson, too. Um and, I mean, they, they ran as a team for, you know, almost 270 yards. And to have that kind of day rushing the ball and have Josh Allen be a very modest part of that um, is is very surprising. Like, really, when the Bills approach these kinds of rushing totals as a team, it's usually Allen with a good, you know, 70 or 80 yards in there. And uh, today was not that at all. They just really did not need Allen to do very much. Thank you for the call, Kyle. Appreciate it. Waiting on Sean McDermott still. We'll try one more here. Isaac is up next. Hi, Isaac. You're on the Buffalo uh, Bills postgame show. Hi. Thank you for having me. I just wanted to say I had a great time getting wet in the stands. And also I wanted <laughs> to point out how um, James Cook's success was almost all him, but also the O-line when a guard or a tackle would tuck in and, like, shift from their side to the right side or left would also open up, like, huge holes for him to get into space. And also, on the defense, three or top three out of the five uh, tacklers was Cam Lewis, Tyrell Dotson, and Taylor Rapp. And those are all three backups, and Cam Lewis is a backup for backup. And I think that was a great game. All right. Yeah, I, I you know, the Bills really didn't get tested much in the passing game. <clears throat> um, but, you know, those are depth players. Rap really 
rap makes me nervous. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reason why with Hyde being out, uh, I, again, today is not the day to, to really worry about it. Uh, but he's just sort of like an unguided missile uh, rap. I mean, uh, I don't know. Some Bills fans might think the call on Prescott, the early call where he grazed his face mask with his forearm was ticky tacky. I think that gets called on most quarterbacks in the league. The Bills certainly were the benefit of some, uh, uh, you know, another roughing call on Allen. You got the, the, the 15 yards on the block punt. And, um, there, there were some curious choices there. Rap, rap, the rap, rap worries me. Uh, here, let's get to Sean McDermott now. Great environment at Highmark Stadium. Fans were phenomenal again. Um, playing here, the environment that that they help us uh, with on Sundays, on game days, is unmatched around the NFL. I've said that before numerous times. Um, I should have said this to start. Glory to God, man, with his uh, his blessings, right? And everyone that was out there, some guys uh, got banged up. Some guys were able to play through some things. Um, just extremely grateful, right? Extre- extremely grateful um, to to lead these guys, man, in terms of just a, what a good good group of men uh, and women on our staff as well. And um, I thought the effort was outstanding, starting with the offensive line, as you guys were talking about the running game, the running backs. When you run the football, though, it's not just the offensive line and, and the running backs. It's the tight ends. It's the wide receivers. And it takes an unselfish approach, right, especially for a wide receiver to to not get as many balls in a game like this. Uh, and and then when the, when the ball does come your way, the opportunities you get, you've got to make the most of them. And I thought they did that. Uh, Steph's catch was, was, uh, was amazing and, and a, big, a big play for us there. Um, Josh's mindset, again, as a quarterback, you know, I think we threw for 85, 86 yards, whatever it was. And I love that about him. He just wants to win. And, uh, and that says a lot about who he is as a competitor and as a person. Um, I thought all three phases chipped into this, right? Good complementary football, defensively, special teams. I felt the special teams in terms of the coverage units. Um, and so um, just, a, just a good day all around. Just answered it, but I mean, given the stakes, given the competition, might this have been your most complete win of the year? Uh, man, it's, it's such a long year. Hard to say. I mean, I, it was, all I can say is it was the game we were focused on the most, Sal. You know, and, and uh, the preparation during the week, the guys did a phenomenal job along with the staff. I need to credit the staff. Um, good game plans on, on all three phases. And, um, you know, in order to prepare to play like that, it takes a lot of preparation by the coaches, by the staff, um, and the players put in a lot of time. Um, they knew the challenge, and that's, that's a really good football team. So um, that's not indicative necessarily of who they are. Um, I think just our level of play tonight was, was very high. So, I mean, you, know, you guys were dominant physically, Sean, and that's an offense that had been averaging over 40 points a game in the last five. What was the key from a defensive standpoint, as you called it, to kind of limiting them and having a day? Yeah, I mean, they've got – Multiple weapons across their offense, starting with Dak. I mean, he's having a heck of a year, uh, MVP candidate, and he was playing really um, clean football, and he and he did so tonight as well. I mean, we had some opportunities. We got one of them. Thought we had a chance to get a couple more. We got to continue to work on those, attacking the football. Um, starts up front like it always, like it always does every week, and I think that first third down. Dak got out, and then after that, we got him into a third and long, and, and we uh, were able to get off the field and, and finish the job there. And then from there, it was 
a good combination of run defense and rushing coverage working together. And uh, I think anytime you can do that, you're giving yourself a chance. Sean, you've talked about physical play and needing to do that. Not that every game is going to be where you run it this much, but is this the kind of game you guys need to be able to play or need to be able to show you can play when need be? Yes, definitely. Um, you need to be able to do this. You need to be able to play that way um, down the stretch because of weather or they're taking away your, your fastball. And um, I just believe in that. I think just philosophically, holistically, you've got to be able to show that you can do that, be a two-dimensional two offense, or in this case, a one-dimensional offense via the run. Um, and it just, it just, it just helps the, the whole football team, right? It keeps their explosive offense on the sideline with their explosive players. And, uh, and it just, it's just a mindset, too. And you've got to be able to do that. Along those lines, just how important is it to be able to play like that and win in a game where Josh doesn't feel like he has to be Superman and do all kinds of crazy things and throw for you know a million yards or whatever? Yeah, it's it's all part of the what I was saying earlier, Heather, just about um, you know the level of play. Whether you're throwing it or running it, it your level of play this time of year has to be extremely high, and. Um, you learn a little bit from every game as a coach, as a player. And I think, you know, you can, as Josh is gone, he continues to learn um, what it takes to win in this league. And, and he'll continue to do that as his career unfolds. And um, I think that's, uh, that's been fun to watch and a joy, joy from a coach's standpoint as well. John, I know Josh, Josh talked about running the ball really wasn't the point of emphasis on the game and it just happened that way. Um, did y'all guys just really look at how James Cook was having a day, and if it's not broke, don't fix it type of mentality? Yeah, it's like anything else. I mean, it's not like we, we're going to come in and be 70-30 pass to run or anything like that. It's just, you know, we have Coach Cromer um, and Coach Gunn do a great job of putting together the, rain, the, game, the game plan from a run standpoint each week. And, and then, you know, you got to be willing to call it. So give, give Joe credit there, too, and stick with it. And when it's working, why get away from it, right? And so... Uh, whether it's the pass or the run, and and uh, the run was working for us tonight. What's been the key, Sean, to unlocking James? Like, we've seen flashes from him before. This was his most dominant game. At Kansas City last week, he was really, really strong. Has Joe been a part of that? And maybe what else has kind of fed into that? I think Coach Skip has done a good job, as well as the running backs. Uh, I'm not... I'm not crediting Joe. Crediting Joe. I mean, you got to give him opportunity. you got to give James touches, right? And And so... Um, touches matter to a running back that they they can get into a lather and get going and get into a rhythm and, and same for an offensive line. Uh, jo or James's development uh, number one credit him number two Coach Skipper and then the running backs that are in the room around James also on a daily basis have helped um, with his development his maturation because there's highs and lows. I mean, um, like I've said before, you're going to want some plays back. I know there's one play he wants back from from tonight as well. So you're always um, looking for things you can work on. Coach, how well has Deion Dawkins played this year? He had a, a block down on the other end of the field today that I thought was something that motivates a team when you see a player do his job like that. Yeah, I mean, when you finish plays, um, to me it says a lot about who you are as a person, as a football player, and, and, and as a team, right? Um, I've said this before, it's not necessarily what plays we run, it's how we run them. And when you run them with a certain level of that, uh, intensity and a finish, 
a finishing mindset, and that's some of what I saw tonight and, quite honestly, the last couple of weeks, whether it be offensively in this case, defensively, or special teams. And, and Dion has had a big hand in that. His, his willingness to strain, his effort, um, that's important. Had a drive in the second half. It was 14 plays. You ran the ball 13 times. Basically, you said this morning, do solid. What's that do? You know, I know it's your offense, but what's that do from a defensive side of things when you just you can't stop? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can only do so many things as a defensive play caller. You can only put, I mean, so many guys in the box. And at some point, you know, someone's got got to got to make a play and. Um, so, you know, I, I credit our offensive line again and Joe giving them the touches and um, staying with it, you know, because it's easy to go, hey, run, okay, it worked, go another run, it worked, and then, all right, I'm going to play action right here. Um, and he stuck with it, and, and, they, and they, took on, they took ownership of that because after you get a couple runs, hey, some people are like, hey, okay, that's, that was good, we moved it now. All right, hey, Joe, you know, turn to the pass. And they stayed right with it, which is also a mindset. You say it's tough. How much tougher is it when 17 is the quarterback? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you always have to worry about what Josh is going to do, right? It's, it's, it's when you have a player like Josh or, or like Dak Prescott, and um, you're always worried about if I commit to the run, what's the pass, what's going to happen to me in the pass game? So um, it's a matchup league. Coach, uh, really disciplined football today. You had one penalty yeah. today. Can you talk about that? Yeah, um, it's uh, it's a big, um, um, it's something we take a lot of pride in is the discipline of our football team and um, having disciplined players and leaders that um, lead by example. I think is where it really is where it starts, right? Because I can be up here pounding the podium every week um, with them. I'm saying, but it's really the message that they're taking to the team them being the captains and the, and the veteran leaders on our team. Sean, you guys talk about playing your best football down the stretch in this time of the year. Do you think that you guys are peaking at the right time right now or, or starting to? Well, yeah, the NFL is a one, one game at a time league, right? One week at a time league. And, um, you know, we've just got to, we've got to obviously watch the film and learn from this. And we're on a short week. I know we've got a couple guys banged up, so we're gonna go, got to go all the way out west. So it'll be that'll be a challenge in and of itself. What's the conversation back like on the sidelines with your players when you're pulling them out of the game with 11 minutes to go against the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I put the defense back out there. The offense. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really. I mean, I was focused on the defense, I guess, after the offense was out. So. Um, but you make that call, right? I did, yeah. Just to pull the offense out? Yeah. yeah, I thought that they had done their job. The defense hadn't done their job at that point. So. Are you going to talk about the effort that the defense went out there? I mean, open field tackles, just rallying into the football today. Yeah, that was going to be big because they they do a good job of taking shots, but they also throw the ball underneath and they keep you you know, kind of off balance defensively. And I thought our guys tackled well when they, they were able to set up in those zones and, and break and tackle. Um, and that's again when the rush and the rush and the coverage are working together, you can set up and trust that the rush is getting there, and then you can break underneath um, when you need to break. Do you feel like you hit your stride in managing all of this? I mean, you were the defense coordinator for a long time. 
but was there any part of this season that was kind of getting back up on the bike again and learning how to do it in this role that you're in now and you feel like you're maybe hitting your stride in that? Uh, I'm always learning, I would say, you know, um, always, always um, finding things I can work on and get better at. So um, I just, I'm just extremely grateful to, to work with these players and these coaches. I mean, they, the staff has done a phenomenal job. They really have. And, and um, you know, we have great collaboration on our staff and um, some really good people. All right. Thanks, guys. There you go. There's Bills head coach Sean McDermott following his team's dismantling of the Dallas Cowboys this afternoon and early evening at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. McDermott's uh, coach's podium appearance brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. Uh, look, I'm sure this game was not easy for the people performing it and not stress-free for McDermott, but holy cow, pretty easy day for him. Like, really, there's no clean sheet, to use a little soccer phrasing for you, as we look at managing the game, which is presented by the financial guys, Western New York's one-stop financial shop. Not really, there's no decision-making, there's nothing, pass, run, I mean, whatever. They threw it, they barely threw it, they ran it like crazy, and they mauled the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to take a time out here. 31-10 to 10 is your final. The Bills over the Cowboys. They're in L.A. next Saturday evening to play the Chargers. We'll take more of your phone calls as we continue at 803-0550. I am the Bulldog, and this is Buffalo Bills football. In every sense of the word, it was a dominant win for the Buffalo Bills over the Dallas Cowboys, 31-10. to The Bills now improved to 8-6 and on the season. And quarterback Josh Allen, he only had 94 yards passing, but it was James Cook who was the star of the show. 179 yards rushing, 227 total yards of offense, and two touchdowns for good measure. The Bills have now won two in a row, the first time since late September, and they'll now take on the L.A. Chargers in Los Angeles this Saturday and 8 p.m. kickoff. We will finish out tonight's games with Sunday Night Football. Jacksonville hosting Baltimore. That game kicks off in just about 15 minutes. The other two 4 o'clock games see San Francisco take down Arizona 45-29. to And the Rams, they held on against Washington to win their game 28-20. Some of the key 1 o'clock games saw the Browns survive against Chicago 20-17. The Texans took down the Titans in overtime 19-16, and the Dolphins absolutely dismantled the Jets 30-0. This sports update is brought to you by Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Zach Jones for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Back to pass, blitz coming. Avoids a defender, rolls out, zings it, and it's caught by Diggs with an unbelievable one-handed grab. First down and more. There wasn't a lot of excitement in the passing game today, but that was a heck of a hookup there on a third down. Allen going like a little three-quarter sidearm, uh, gets it out to Diggs, who pulls it in with his left hand and left arm extended, uh, brings it into his body and controls it and picks up some yards after the catch as well. But other than that, a pretty light afternoon throwing the ball as we look at the eye on the quarterback here which is brought to you by great lakes building systems we keep an eye on your business so you don't have to great lakes building systems our business is protecting your business allen on the afternoon 7 of 15 passing just 94 yards one touchdown that was to james cook he was sacked one time for nine yards he ran the ball six times excuse me eight times for 24 yards i think that includes no that doesn't eight for 24 and uh, one touchdown uh, on the day 
for Allen. All right, let's uh, see if we can't fire things back up here and get back to the phones. And first up, this segment is going to be Liam. Hi, Liam. Thank you for calling. You're on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Hey, I would. I'm doing great, man. Huge Bills win. Huge, huge. Uh, I want to give uh, the flowers to the defense tonight. But first off, shout out James Cook. I feel like that's the best performance from a running back in, I don't know, feels like 10 years, probably since LaShawn McCoy. Um, <laughs> but the defense tonight, man, they were really unreal. And with everything going on with Sean, what a statement from them. The Cowboys were the best offense. But they were kind of headhunting Dak earlier. And I wonder if that was kind of from Jake Ferguson with the ice and the picture of the Bills defenders on the tackling dummies. Uh, so want to get your uh, opinion on that. But uh, otherwise, great win for the Bills tonight. Next week, big wing or a uh, big game coming up. Let's go, Bills. All right, Liam, thank you. I, I don't know about headhunting. I mean, rap, I already mentioned rap. Rap makes me very nervous. Rap, rap is, I mean, they got off settings on that one where he uh, hit Prescott however lightly he, he got him with a forearm right in the face mask. And I think that's going to get called. And I feel like rap rap is that guy. Uh, so I'm, I'm nervous when he's got to play. Uh, I hope Micah Hyde can recover and get back safely to playing for this team again. Cause the more rap plays, the, the more I worry about it. It, it. it was not an issue today. Dallas could not get anything going in the passing game. And so there, there really wasn't a lot to have to be worried about. I, I mean, I don't know um, about, um, you know, faces. I know about the faces on the tackling dummies. It's impact on the game. I mean, I, I, the players would have to tell you. Uh, I've not heard anything. Maybe it'll come up as Sal and other reporters make their way around this postgame locker room scene. Um, but they, and they, and they mentioned a couple times, and it even came up, I think, listening to Allen and McDermott's news conferences that this game was, you know, it was really physical. And on the Fox broadcast, they said that a few times. And I didn't get an overwhelming sense of that. I certainly didn't feel like it was overly chippy. Um, so I, I don't know that, that anything anyone did with faces on tackling dummies had any impact uh, on the game at all. I mean, maybe if this had remained a closer game, uh, it, it might have maybe gotten uh, to some level that would have been discernible, in my view anyway. But I, I didn't really notice much. There were a couple personal fouls early, um, and then that just kind of calmed right down. Thank you for the call, Liam. Uh, appreciate it. We'll squeeze Cliff in real quick. Hi, Cliff. Thanks for calling. You're on the Bills postgame show. Hey, how you doing? Um, I like to see the last couple games. I feel like I see McDermott kind of smile on the sideline. Seems like he's enjoying, I know, winning cures all. But, you know, with Buffalo um, beating the Cowboys like this, I feel like they are going to take the Miami game and amp it up because they don't want to look like that again versus another big opponent. But I love that we play Saturday. We can kind of sit back on Sunday and see – how the pieces fall, but it's going to all come down to week 18 versus Miami this year. It's when, if we win that game, we should be able to play at home. If not, you know, I think that game is going to be the biggest game of the year by far. We'll have to hope so. I mean, you you need you need Miami to lose one of these games. You're you're making a point there that dovetails nicely with that about Dallas being embarrassed this week. Another AFC East opponent on the road next week. Uh, hopefully, you know they they are a much better match for Miami. But boy, watching Dallas get run over with the ground game, 
all I'm thinking about is Achan and Mostert each scoring three touchdowns, <laughs> watching the way the Bills handled uh, Dallas. So they're going to have to shore up some things. Or you know, for all for all the attention, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle had a huge game with with Hill inactive today. Miami can really run it when they want to, and boy, I, I would think they're watching this game just sort of licking their chops, getting ready, thinking like there's there's a 250-yard day out there for them, too, against this Dallas run defense. Let's take a timeout here. 31-10, to 10, the final. Bills trounced the Cowboys uh, at Highmark Stadium in, in Orchard Park. Uh, I am the Bulldog. This is the postgame show. This is Buffalo Bills football. It was a dominant win for the Buffalo Bills. They take down the Dallas Cowboys 31-10. to 10. Buffalo now improves it to 8-6 and six on the season. Bills quarterback Josh Allen held only 94 yards passing. It did not matter. James Cook, he was the star of the show. 179 yards rushing, 227 total yards of offense, and two touchdowns for good measure. And the Bills have now won two games in a row, and now they'll take on the L.A. Chargers in Los Angeles this Saturday for an 8 p.m. kickoff. We do have one more game to finish out tonight's stretch of games. It's Sunday Night Football, Jacksonville hosting Baltimore game kicks off in just a few minutes here from Jacksonville. The other two 4 o'clock games that have already wrapped up, San Francisco took down Arizona 45-29, to and the Rams held on against Washington to win that game 28-20. And some of the crucial 1 o'clock games for the Bills' playoff chances, the Browns survived against Chicago 20-17, the Texans took down the Titans in overtime 19-16, and the Dolphins, they absolutely dismantled the Jets 30 to nothing. Scores around the league delivered by the UPS store be unstoppable. I'm Zach Jones for the Buffalo Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Third and short. Prescott under center. Play action. They're going to try to take a shot, but it's Prescott taking a shot as he's sacked by three Buffalo Bills. Tyrell Dotson was there first and got some help from Greg Rousseau and Jordan Phillips. Our electric play of the game brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai for an electrifying performance. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Uh, sack there of Prescott. The Cowboys just could not get their offense on track at all in this ball game. Did a good job downfield of taking away receivers and the Bills pass rush harried Prescott just enough. It uh, wasn't like he was under siege all day, but just a just a very well-rounded uh, day overall by the Bills' defense against one of the most highest-powered highest offenses uh, in the NFL. I'm the Bulldog. Glad to have you with us on the heels of a 31-10 Bills win over the Dallas Cowboys this afternoon and evening at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. Let's uh, fire it back up on the phone lines. 803-0550 is the number, and Mark is first up this segment. Hi, Mark. Thanks for calling. You're on the postgame show. Hey, guys. Uh, great win today, and, and always appreciate the opportunity to talk to you after the games. Um, down in Thank Atlanta, you. Georgia, I can tell you Bill's Mafia is alive and well tonight. Uh, there's, we've only been down here for a short time, a year or so. Uh, lifelong Bill's fans, residents of western New York, but uh, it's, it's always great to hear you guys. Uh, just a, a footnote and a comment. A, a footnote, it's, it's great to, I think, finally have the Bills beat all of the teams that beat them in the Super Bowl. Uh, they beat them this year in the regular season, each one, Dallas, Washington, mm-hmm. and, and the Giants. So that's a, kind of a footnote. And then kind of a lighthearted comment about James Cook. I, I wish somebody, maybe you guys could use your influence to get this <laughs> message across, get him to stop doing his uh, uh, somersaults into the end zone on flat onto his back. I'm afraid one day he's going to get up and 
I'll, all of a sudden have bruised ribs or something and be out for a game. So, uh, anyway, thanks for letting me talk to you. And uh, sure, take care, Mark, guys. Th- thank you for the kind words. Uh, we we all appreciate it. Um, spoken like a true. Uh, maybe I'm guessing middle-aged person. Uh, I, I think James Cook will be just fine. I, I admit uh, seeing him lose his footing on the way, trying to bounce back up, had me worried about a groin. Uh, but, you know, whatever. He's he's suddenly in, in the course of a couple of short weeks, we've got uh, James Cook has a touchdown move, uh, I guess, the, the plunge into the pool, basically. I'm not sure if that's what he calls it. He probably has a much cooler hip name for it uh, than that, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm totally here for it. What a, what a monster day and what a joy uh, to watch a Bills running back have such a historic performance. Rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, 221 total yards. Again, I heard on the broadcast, not since Thurman Thomas in 1991 have the Bills had a player put up that kind of stat line, a rushing score, a receiving score, and over 200 yards of total offense. 221 uh, is the number for James Cook. Thanks for the call, Mark. Appreciate it very much. Uh, take another quick break here. Still time for more of your calls. We'll get to some locker room reaction, and Nate Geary is standing by to pick this up and keep going after I'm done. This is Buffalo. Excuse me. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. A resounding 31-10 victory for the Bills over the Dallas Cowboys this afternoon and evening at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. I'm the Bulldog. Mike Shope has had the day off today. Uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, the shows up to now. Uh, in Buffalo, things will keep going. I'm starting to wind down here. Uh, Nate Geary will continue uh, taking your calls after we hear a couple of locker room interviews. Um, one other thing I want I want to mention here, uh, and we did we did just hear one one of the uh, three sacks. Uh, the Bills, I think it was the combined sack of with Rousseau and Dotson getting the, the credit, a half sack each on that play. Jordan Phillips had a sack today, and so did Leonard Floyd. And how about some flowers from Brandon Bean on the Leonard Floyd signing? He is now at 10 and a half sacks on the season here, um, and that is the first Bills player to go over, like into double digits in sacks since, wait for it, Lorenzo Alexander had 12 and a half in 2016. Uh, so it's been a while. It's been a minute here since the Bills have had uh, someone with 10 or more sacks. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of us were hoping that maybe Von Miller would be that guy last year or this year, even though he was coming off injury today. Uh, but Leonard Floyd, a sneaky, smart, very helpful signing for the Bills on the defensive line and for the pass rush. And he is on 10 and a half sacks on the year uh, after that performance today. All right, we will take one more time out here, and we come back, we'll get you some locker room interviews, get you Mitch Morse and James Cook. Uh, Cook, uh, just a, a career day today, 221 yards of total offense. We'll hear from those two men as we continue along here on the Bills postgame show in lieu of a 31-10 Bills victory over the Cowboys. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. In every sense of the word, it was a dominant win for the Buffalo Bills over the Dallas Cowboys, 31-10. to The Bills do now improve to 8-6 and on the season. Bills quarterback Josh Allen, he only had 94 yards passing, but it did not matter as the star of the show today was James Cook, 179 yards rushing, 
227 total yards of total offense, and of course, just two touchdowns for good measure. The Bills have now won two in a row, the first time since late September, and the next game for them will be this Saturday in Los Angeles against the LA Chargers in 8 p.m. kickoff. We do finish up the games for today with Sunday Night Football. The Jacksonville Jaguars are hosting the Baltimore Ravens. We're about seven minutes left in the first quarter there. Baltimore is driving. They are in the red zone. That game currently, though, is tied 0-0. The other two 4 o'clock games from today saw San Francisco take down Arizona 45-29, and the Rams held on against Washington to win that game 28-20. And some of the games from 1 o'clock that played aspects to the Bills' playoff chances. See the Browns surviving against Chicago 20-17. Texans taking down the Titans in overtime 19-16. And the Dolphins absolutely obliterated the Jets 30 to nothing. Scores around the league delivered by the UPS store Be Unstoppable. I'm Zach Jones for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Continuing along, basking in the glory of an easy, comfortable, rocking chair Bills win over, I don't know, the hottest team in the league. Sound familiar? A little memory of week four when the Bills rolled Miami on the heels of them having scored 70 points uh, the week before against Denver. Here are the Cowboys slaying their uh, their NFC East uh, division foe last week. Breakthrough game, narrative changer, and they came in here to Buffalo and got clobbered 31-10. to Time for us to check in. In the locker room here, let's go hear from Mitch Morse and James Cook. And these interviews are brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. How enjoyable is it to have a game like that where you just kick the living hell out? Well, um, you know, the great thing was we, we, had, we put together a, uh, a tremendous week of practice, week of preparation. It's one of those things I've talked about before. This, this team uh, in the past few weeks has done a very good job of taking it one moment at a time and compounding those moments, whether it be practice, meetings, uh, taking care of your body, and then you have a culmination of those moments on Sunday, and, uh, and then we're able to kind of put those to use. And I think that was, that's the most fun, is to see what you practice, those adjustments you make on, and during the week, and even throughout the, the game making those adjustments. And... Uh, and I'm not going to lie, it was nice not having to be a pass happy against a very good defensive front that, that really hunts the pass, the, you know, this really hunts the uh, the passer. So uh, that was fun to kind of mitigate those really third down longs, those opportunities. How early in that game did you realize that you were going to be able to run the ball the way you did? Uh, I mean, seeing this guy break tackles and, and – uh, you seeing the you seeing his numbers, you know the back of his numbers. That's when you know that this dude was running his ass off, and 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 along with that, all the the uh, the running backs in general. I don't know. I I don't know if it's it's a, a question I can totally answer because you're just. I think this team does a very good job of just kind of sticking in that moment, right? And then you look up at the score, or you look up at where you are, and you've matriculated the ball down the field, and you've taken time off the clock, and. Uh, put our defense in an advantageous position where they've had time to rest, and and then the opposing offense is in a kind of one-dimensional game where they're having to uh, pass the ball. So um, it was kind of all systems go today. I also think in this locker room, the great thing is that uh, we understand this was a great victory. We're going to enjoy this against a good team, but uh, you know, winning winning this game 
it was just kind of the next step and what our ultimate goal is, which is to you know, make the playoffs first and, and then go from there. But uh, we still have an uphill battle, but this was a great first step. James, where's your confidence level after a game like that today? I mean, it's, it's been there, you know. Um, I just just let it rip when I get my opportunity. Did you feel as the game was going on that you were just kind of in a rhythm in a zone? Oh, yeah. You know, my old lineman, they was opening it up, and, and I mean, I was hitting it and, and finding that rhythm. Is that a confidence thing? I mean, we've seen flashes of this type of play from you before, but the way you've seen really over the last couple of weeks to really put it all together like this and be as dominant as you were today, um, how much have you kind of built toward that, I guess? Um, you know, I, I work my tail off every day, so the confidence level going to come in practice. You know, once you once you practice hard and and do the things right, it, 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 it's, it, it's a confidence boost, in, and it's going to show on Sundays. What's it mean for the offense overall when you don't have to rely so heavily on Josh? And obviously, what, what James has been able to do the last couple of weeks in assisting the overall offensive output. Yeah, I think it was. It's one of those things that um, you know, Josh is a playmaker, and uh, and our offense runs through him. To have that opportunity to uh, you know not give that defensive front, that defense in general, to, uh, you know the ability to hunt the the passer was a tremendous force. And uh, in, like I said before, even when we got in those third downs, uh, they were more third and manageable where there was an opportunity to at least have the threat of a run. Um, so that was great. And then, I, I mean, every game is different. You, you don't totally come into every game thinking we're going to pound the rock the whole game and win this way or run or throw the ball or whatever. You just kind of you kind of see how it goes. You don't feel it out, but you, you see how the game plays out. And uh, in this instance, it was on the ground, and uh, kudos to all the guys. Everyone was on the same page. I think that's a big deal. Uh, and even if we were wrong, we were all wrong together. And much like Josh, uh, you know, uh, number four over here, and all the other guys gave us you know, gave us an opportunity by making us right sometimes when we when we messed up. So um, it was it was really fun. But like I said, it was kind of a celebration of the preparation we've had as a team, and just kind of focusing on taking it one moment at a time. You tweeted after the game that you had fun. Today was fun. What what made today so much fun? The success, you know, the winning, you know, um, the, just the good plays, all the moments that we had out there. I mean, it was just awesome. Sorry, how much of a difference being able to kind of rest the legs this late in the season for the fourth quarter for you starters? You know, you got a short week playing Saturday. Benefit there. I, you know, it's, it, that's tough. That's a tough one. I mean, it was more so just kind of a mental liberation and, and more so just like when, when you see the guys come in and Josh come out, it, it's just more of kind of just like a statement in regards to how the game went. I wouldn't say you're, anytime you have an opportunity to uh, get Josh out of the game is great. Um, you know, it, but, you know, we do have a short week and, and, Putting the ball on the ground that many times, there's a few bumps and bruises from all of us. Uh, but those are the ones that you're okay with because those are well-earned and um, kind of remind you of how the day went, which was just great. James, the, uh, the front flip into the end zone, is that becoming maybe a trademark for you here? No, nah, I just did it again. I don't know. I ain't had no celebration, so I just did it. Any 
I don't know, you know. I just, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that question, but I'm happy we got the win. You know, go Bills. Okay, our thanks again to Mitch Morris and James Cook. Our post-game locker room interview is brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. To our Buffalo audience, stay tuned. Nate Gear will be along uh, to take more of your phone calls and get more reaction to tonight's resounding win over the Dallas Cowboys. So do stay tuned for that. I'll be back with my usual co-host, Mike Shope, for our Buffalo audience tomorrow afternoon at 3 on WGR in Buffalo. You are listening to the Post Game Show, and this is Buffalo Bills Football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 